Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 179. If you're considering starting a podcast or maybe wondering what goes into podcasting, or perhaps you're just curious about the behind the scenes of this show, then this episode is made specifically for you. I want to be open about the nitty gritty process of starting a podcast from A to Z and let you in on how you could start one of your own. I'll admit starting a podcast is one of the most vague things in the world. I spent so many days on Google trying to find details like how do I get onto iTunes? And who should record my intro? It's still a relatively new thing. And so it's easy to feel a little lost when starting. How do I pick my topic? What is my demographic? What do I name my show? How the heck do I get a theme song? Where do I record it? Safe to say there are a million and one questions. And today we'll be covering how we started this little show that's grown into one of the biggest pieces of my business. It's crazy to think that this all started less than two years ago, and we've already cracked the top five out of all business shows and top 50 of all podcasts in general. For reference, there are over a billion subscriptions spread across 250,000 unique podcasts in more than 100 languages. Guys, that's crazy. And that's more than 8 million episodes that have been published to the iTunes store to date. Like, That's insane. But in order to thrive, you have to start with a foundation. And today I'm going to teach you how you can do just that. Before we dive on into today's jam-packed show, I want to share a review from Liss, which is Little Liss Fitness, 10 out of 10. I spent a lot of time thinking I could do it all on my own and didn't have to go the traditional route of hacking the algorithm or playing the social media games, but this podcast was a ray of light. It helps guide you in this messy start of your own business world without being cheesy, but authentic and you, and still mastering the secrets behind it all. Thank you so much, Liss, for this this review. And trust me when I tell you in the show, I'm going to tell you why these reviews matter. And so without further ado, let's dive on in and talk all about podcasting. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on honest conversations, 
and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Guys, I am so excited about today's sponsor, Slack. Slack is a brilliant communication channel. We talked about it on the show before, and it is for all things business related. Sort of like an organized instant message designed specifically for work topics and quick exchanges of information within your team. Slack is the communication channel of Team Jenna Kutcher. We use it every single day, and I don't know how we ever lived without it. To learn why Slack is irreplaceable in my business, head to slack.com. That's right. Find all the magic at slack.com. So maybe you're thinking, why podcasting? Let me tell you, there are a ton of benefits to having a podcast. You can deliver content quickly and easily. You can teach on multiple subjects. You have this platform that you can invite guests to be on, specifically guests you might not have access to without having a show. You can extend your brand beyond just written words and images. You can establish your credibility and expertise. You can grow a true tribe and you can share your offers in a unique way. And let me just tell you, one of the biggest perks of podcasting is that you don't have to be camera ready. I'm in my pajamas uh, sitting here recording this one for you. The biggest reason why I wanted to do this show was because podcasts had changed my life. I felt like the hosts that I listened to had become trusted friends in my world, and I was tired of feeling so alone in this whole business rat race. I wanted to invite my listeners to show up as they are, to serve freely in a new way, and to be able to put out resources that I only wish I had when I started my business eight years ago. I saw a true need for good, free education. And I decided if I wasn't seeing it, maybe I was the one that had to create it. It really kind of started as an experiment. I didn't really have a long-term plan or a goal beyond, let's just see if this works. (laughs) So let me walk you through the early stages of this show. Maybe you recently started tuning in or maybe you've been with me since the beginning. To be completely honest, I kind of just jumped into the podcasting world and built my wings along the way. I'll be very frank. The beginning can feel ridiculously overwhelming. You have to figure out all the things so quickly, but it is truly a great opportunity for you to clarify, like, what is my vision? What do I want to become of this show? I busied myself with literally everything but actually recording. I was making a website and I was planning the launch plan and I was making the graphics and I was recording the intro, but I was so scared and confused and I wanted it to be perfect. Spoiler, nothing is perfect and things have definitely changed a ton since that first episode aired. I like honestly, guys, cannot go back to episode one and listen because I know I would cringe the entire time. But I remember recording that show and just saying a silent prayer that all of this would be worth it. (laughs) I still remember the day that I decided to start this podcast. I was in the shower and guys... I listen to podcasts when I'm in the shower. I am like an efficiency freak. And so washing my hair simply is just not enough. I need to be learning something while I'm doing that. And so 
I jumped out. The water was still running and I grabbed my phone. I dried my hand off and I voice texted Caitlin to tell her that we were going to do a podcast since we had to quote all of this free time to fill. And basically within 48 hours, I had a website. I had pitched to find a sponsor. I had hired someone to help me set it up and I had pulled my audience on a name for the show. I remember that voice text to Caitlin saying, I have a crazy idea, but I think it's going to be awesome. I think we should start a podcast. And I just remember that season because we had a little bit of open space and I was so excited to be able to rest and hang out and chill for the summer. And then we created this. (laughs) Basically, I knew that this could be something awesome, but I had no idea how big it would grow to be. Now, if you go back to episode number 132 with podcaster Kathy Heller, we discussed the best first step that you can take, and that is to really have a clear mission statement for your show. What do you want it to be focused on? Who will be your audience? What is your end goal? Even if these things change with time, it's so important to be clear in your ambitions in the beginning because it's going to help you lay a foundation. And it might and probably will shift over the years. And that's okay as long as you are aligned with it in all of its stages. So for me, when I started thinking about like, what do I want out of a podcast? What do I wish more podcasts had? What can I bring that's different to the plate? These were the things that I knew that I wanted. I wanted to interview industry friends and powerful leaders who ran authentic brands and were willing to share their expertise. I also wanted to have an honest show that wasn't just this like big highlight reel, but it actually shared the hard and the not so glamorous sides of entrepreneurship. Like we have Instagram if we want to see people look like they have it all together, but I wanted people who are willing to show up and be candid about what their journey has really been like. I also wanted a space to teach freely and to share content that could help others no matter where they're at in their journey. I know my early days as an entrepreneur, oh my heavens, like I had so many sleepless nights. I spent Googling, you know, hours and hours Googling things and trying to find YouTube videos and trying to figure it out. And I just really wanted to help people whether they didn't have a business or they were 10 years in and needed help. And I knew from the very beginning that my show would be made by females for females. And I knew that I just wanted to feature women. Did you guys know that 96% of my audience is female? It's very clear who I speak to. And if you are a dude listening to the show, you are in good company, my friend. Thank you for supporting us women. I just really wanted this platform to highlight powerful business women and to show you like you can do powerful things while working from home in your yoga pants for real. Now, don't even get me started on picking a podcast name. Like the pressure of naming a show feels like naming a child. And all I can say for this part is that you want to consider how searchable it is, if it explains your mission statement well, and if it's memorable. There are so many routes to go, but you'll kind of know when it just feels right. And aside from the more vague creative aspects like picking a name and a topic, There are a ton of logistics that you need in order to be in place for your show. I do wish before naming my show that I had searched and created a more trademarkable name for my business, but you win some, you lose some. I get tagged in stuff that says Gold Digger all the time and people are like, do they steal this from you? And we all use the same terminology, but I really do love the GDP. So let's dive on into the logistics because I honestly think that that is where most people get caught off guard. Like 
They're like, I love listening to podcasts. I think I want to start one, but where do you even start? And I remember when I was deciding to start my show, I had no idea like, where do I record? What kind of microphone do I need? Do I have to like invest in this home studio? Like, what does this look like? And so before you dive in, it's important to at least think about these questions and to answer them to your best of your ability. Now, this was so foreign to me when I started and I looked at like, what were my user habits as a listener? And then I use the shows that I truly loved that I was always tuning into to help me lay the groundwork. Sometimes you as a user can be the best determining factor for how you want to move forward in creating your own things. Now, I knew that I listened to about two to three shows a week. I loved hearing the personal stories of entrepreneurs tied into the learning moments. I took notes on shows that really walked you through a step-by-step of something. And I wanted to create a space that gave my followers and subscribers a chance to know and trust me more. So I want for you to think about these questions. If you're truly thinking about starting your own podcast, these are things that you want to finalize. How many episodes do you want to have per week? For me, when I started out, I had one show a week, and that was already adding a lot of work to our already full plates. After we got the hang of things, I decided to go to two shows a week because that was what I knew I could handle as a listener, and I knew that people were anxious for more content. What category do you want to be classified in under iTunes? If you open up iTunes and go to the search, you can see all the different categories that there are for shows. We're obviously in the business category. What is your show going to be called? Is it easy to search? Is it easy to spell? Who is your ideal guest? Are you even going to have guests or is it going to be a solo show? Who is your ideal listener? Who are you creating this content with in mind? Will you do solo shows or guest shows or a mix? What is that going to look like in terms of the format? What topics are you going to cover on your show? When will you write the script if you do write it? When will it go live? And will you have advertisers or promote anything? Are you going to try to monetize this project? Now, it's safe to say that podcasting takes a lot more time than you expect, especially when you're first getting started. Between planning episodes, coordinating with guests, writing scripts and show notes, promoting it on social media, you want to make sure you have this clear game plan so that you can begin to develop your workflow. I basically ended up investing $500 into someone in order to help me with all the logistics of simply getting it onto a platform, how it was going to show up in iTunes and being submitted there, how to upload the artwork. I understood the strategy and what I wanted the show to look like and how I plan to launch it, but I didn't necessarily want to deal with all the tech stuff that I didn't fully understand. I was willing to invest just going in in order to get the show up and running correctly and set up for the future. And so when you're starting to look at these things, there are so many things I didn't understand. I was like, do you upload this to iTunes every week? How does this work? How do you make it show up on your blog? Where do you share a link with your followers? How do you decide when it goes live? There are so many things that I just didn't understand. And so I hired someone to help me with that because it was worth spending the money for me in order to preserve my time. 
I've already told you briefly about the magic of Slack, but that was just skimming the surface of this incredible program. On Team Jenna Kutcher, we use it to share projects, ideas, answer quick questions without waiting on someone to reply to an email. It's a total game changer in small business. Saves you time, improves productivity. It's super easy and convenient. It works everywhere you go. You can even get a mobile app. And simply put, it's efficient, organized, and it ensures that every member of my team is always in the loop. I can't imagine coordinating everything without it. And I'm so thankful to Slack for sponsoring today's episode. Head to slack.com if you are ready to take your business to the next level. That is slack.com. Slack, it's where work happens. So while podcasting is super glamorous and wonderful, I kind of want to dive into some of the not so glamorous parts of it. How are you going to record? Like, did you even think about that? Like, I have two barky, barky dogs. God bless Chloe and Tucker. I love them to death. But holy Moses, they bark at everything. And so I'm like, how am I even going to get like quiet time to record? And then you have to figure out things like, will you do the mixing or are you going to outsource that editing? And these questions aren't necessarily fun, but they sure are important. For us, we really valued having good audio. And so investing in an editor from the very beginning has absolutely been worth every penny. I knew right away and I valued my time because this wasn't our sole project. We had so many projects going on all at once. And so I knew that I wanted to invest in an editor, even if I could technically edit it myself. And I made so many mistakes when it comes to audio. I hope when you're listening today, if you were to go back to episode one, you could hear a difference because we have worked really hard on just having clear and awesome audio for you because as a user, it makes a huge difference. I remember one of my first episodes, I used my iPhone headphones. I was sitting on the ground recording episodes outside, which is a really bad idea with traffic and wind and animals, but I had to escape Chloe and Tucker. And then for the first six months, I recorded episodes from my car, which was parked in my garage because I was so worried that the dogs would bark while I was on there with a guest. And I remember doing an episode And it was like the middle of winter in Wisconsin and I couldn't have my car on because you could hear the heat. And so I was like in this frozen tundra of a car sitting in my snowy, snowy driveway recording the show. And so I can tell you this gold digger definitely had humble beginnings. And while these weren't the perfect solutions, it was basically what I had to do in order to get the show up and running. And you know me, done is better than perfect. But once I really started to focus on good audio, I made some big changes. To ensure that we did everything possible to have the best audio, I invested in a nice microphone. And let me tell you, they do not need to be super fancy or expensive. I have two that I use and recommend. I have a blue Yeti microphone, which is what I'm recording on right now. And then I also have an Audio Technica mic. And I also have a lot of friends who use a Logitech headset and they love it. And I am going to link to all of these things that we're mentioning in this show. So if you go to jennacutcherblog.com slash podcasting 101, that's jennacutcherblog.com slash podcasting 101. I'm going to link to all of these resources so that you can see exactly what I use. But basically, you're going to want to be in a quiet space 
that doesn't have an echo, have a good internet connection, and create a setup that is comfortable and conducive to good recording. So let me kind of paint the picture for you right now. Now, when we move to our home in Minnesota, it's actually super echoey because we have hardwood floors and high ceilings, both things that I love in the architecture of a home. But unlike our last house, which we had this awesome attic space that actually had really good acoustics, I was being really challenged to figure out where am I going to record this show? And so my cousin lives here in Duluth and he is actually a DJ for a radio station. And so he has offered up his apartment to me while he's at work during the day so that I don't have to worry about our dogs and I can just sit down and record. Now, a really easy hack that you can do if you're struggling to get good sound quality is head to Target and buy one of those little cubes that are used for like storage cubes. They're collapsible kind of cloth. And then you can buy some really good foam. It almost looks like those eggshell carton mattress things that your mom used to put on your bed and cut it up and just put it in every side of the cube. And I actually have my microphone sitting right in there and it does a really amazing job of muting sounds. At the beginning of this episode, you probably couldn't even tell, but there was somebody mowing the lawn right outside and you couldn't even hear because this foam kind of picks up all of the extra sounds. And so you can make this for like $20 I think you can find them on Amazon too. But I want to tell you this, like you do not need to rent a professional studio or build one in your home. You just need a decent mic and a quiet room. And it's been really awesome to kind of figure out and try to crack the code when it comes to having good audio, just because it's so important to me. And so we have to make things work sometimes. And sometimes it's not perfect, but we're always striving to make your listening experience the best. So in terms of recording, you also have to have a plan like, are you going to record interviews in person or online? I mean, I wish I could sit down with my guests in real life, but not many people would be willing to come to Minnesota. And so I have to do them online. And we use this program called Zencaster, which will also be linked in the show notes to record our episodes online. And we did this so that we can reach guests all over the world with ease. There are total pros and cons to recording in person over video or just audio only, but you have to find the one that works for you. Let me be honest. I hate being on video. Like when somebody wants to chat with me via Skype and it's a video, I'm like, oh my goodness, if you could see the way I look when I do work, like I don't care what I look like during the day. And so I love just doing audio only, but there is something really awesome about when you can see somebody's body language and kind of figure out the conversation so that you're not speaking over one another. So we use Zencaster, but there are other options. Other options include Zoom, Skype. And if you're doing solo shows, you can record in GarageBand. Zencaster has been our favorite and it's a really affordable option. And what is so cool about it is that it records you and your guests separately so that when you go to mix tracks, it's a lot easier to edit and to match kind of the output. And it also exports your audio files straight to Dropbox, which is a huge win. Once you record your episode and get the episode edited and mixed, whether you decide to teach yourself or you outsource your editing, I want for you to tune in. I know it's so awkward listening to your voice. I can't tell you how hard it is to hear my own voice. But one of my biggest pieces of advice is to tune in to what you think of your voice, your interview style and your show structure. Be a student of your own show and seek to improve every time you step up to the mic. 
Do you sound excited? Do you sound tired? Are you engaging? Are you asking the right questions? Are you talking over your guest? I remember it was a giant learning curve. Like when I say giant, it is an understatement because no one ever taught me how to be a host. Like I never went to school for this. I never studied media. And when I first started my show, I had only interviews and I realized that I wanted to teach too. (laughs) And instead of trying to interject my expertise while trying to feature my guests, that was when I decided like I should probably start doing solo shows and solo shows have allowed me to teach and establish credibility while also letting me and allowing me to fully feature my guests without feeling like I have something to prove. I remember when I first started this show I was reading through the reviews. And let me tell you guys, when I say I read the reviews every week, I'm not lying. Like I'm not blowing smoke. If you take the time to leave me a review, I want for you to know it touches me. But I had a not so favorable review, which is what reviews are for. And I remember the person said that I sounded so young and immature because I kept interrupting my guests. And I remember being so defensive at first. And then I listened to an episode and I was like, you know what? They're kind of right. And I think that I was trying to prove something about myself at the time. And I didn't really know what I wanted the format to be. And I didn't really know how running the show could actually establish me as an expert, especially if I was only doing interviews. And so I really took that to heart and and tried to learn how to be a better host. And let me tell you, I still have a long way to go to perfect that. And so when you can offer podcast hosts grace, knowing that, hey, they didn't go to school to do this, but listening in and listening to other people's shows and how they choose to host can really give you some amazing insight. Another important task to do on the logistics side is to familiarize yourself with your podcasting hosting interface. Did you just roll your eyes? Like, what is that? Now, for us, we use a program called Libsyn. It's L-I-B-S-Y-N. And that's what we use to host our podcast. And we use its links that it creates to distribute our show. So this is what you can see if you go to the player in our blog post and play straight from our blog posts. And it also will automatically push our content out to multiple sources. Apple, we use Stitcher, Spotify. So basically, when we upload a new episode to Libsyn, It pushes it to all the platforms that we're featured on, which is super awesome. On Libsyn, we can also see our download numbers, where they're coming from, different benchmarks, and so much more. And so this is the first place we go to when we're trying to decide new show topics because we want to make sure like we are catering to what you, the people, want. So now that you've kind of figured out some of the logistics and you've determined how you want your show to be formatted, I want for you to plan your launch. We talk so much about launching on this show, but a podcast launch is no joke. And it's such an important piece of your success. So when you're going to launch a podcast, you have to have a plan in place. A few things that you can do before you launch. Now, these are important. You want to start sharing your plans for the podcast and hinting to your audience on what is coming up for them. I remember that I would do almost like little teasers and be like, guys, I'm working on something today and it's so exciting and show them a microphone and have them kind of guessing what was going on. You can also poll your audience and I love doing surveys and polls to figure out what are they interested in? What do they want to learn from me? 
Who do they want to hear from? Let them be a part of the process. One of the biggest pieces of success and why I believe our show is so successful is we truly listen to what you guys need, what you want, what you're excited about. I also think you shouldn't launch your show until you have about four or even five episodes ready to go so that when you launch, your audience can binge on all of these episodes and get hooked. A lot of times people will launch your podcast and they'll only have one episode and then their listeners have to wait a full week to listen to the next one. And guess what? People aren't likely to subscribe after only listening to one show. And so if you can launch and have a few ready to go, it's going to help help show guests. Here's what you can expect. Here's what we have going for you. Here's what you're going to learn. And then you want to share the podcast like everywhere, <laughs> like literally everywhere and encourage your guests to share their episodes. So when we launched a show, we had four episodes ready to go. They were all interviews with people that I've worked with in my business. And all four of those people committed to sharing when we launched. We used email marketing. We hit up my email list, Facebook, Instagram. We even used Facebook ads to get the word out. And we totally crowdsourced. We're like, hey, guys, if you're tuning in, can you take a screenshot and post about it? And I'm still asking you that today. If you're tuning in, can you take a screenshot and post about it? Because it's the best way that you can share this with your followers. Now, one of the best ways to grow your show is having guests that are willing to share their episode. It invites their followers to become fans of your show and organically grow your reach, which is a total win-win. And so you want to encourage people to subscribe right away so that they can enjoy the content that's coming and let them know, here's what you can expect. Here's how often our shows go live. Here are topics we're going to cover. Here are guests that are going to be on it and share what's in it for them. Now, I have to tell you something interesting. You might try to get guests on your show that have giant social media followings, or you're aiming for the stars when it comes to that. But some of our most powerful episodes have been from people that don't have a bajillion followers because they are so much more committed to sharing with their audience. And we've learned this time and time again. I know that I sometimes can do a poor job promoting shows that I've been a guest on because we're so busy promoting our own show and we don't don't want to bombard our followers with tons of places that they can swipe up and click here. And so when you're looking at guests, do not get caught up in the numbers, but get caught up in the fact if somebody's going to be willing to share with their audience and what their plan is when their episode goes live, because it can make a huge difference for you. Now, when you start growing, because guess what you will if you're following these tips. I want to find out what your audience thinks about it. Like I consider it to be an absolute necessity to assess what it is that your audience needs. There are so many ways that you can do this from Facebook group polls to Instagram feedback to just looking at your download numbers to quantifying feedback, reading reviews. There are so many places that you can really get in touch with your guests. Here are three things that are going to help you keep moving forward. Forward. Number one, I say this all the time, but know your numbers. Follow along with your downloads. We do this on the host website, which is Libsyn, and see which shows people are loving, which ones are the most downloaded. This really helps us cater to those topics in the future. We want to see like, what are people amped about? Who are guests that people are so excited about? How can we get people just like them? Number two, 
follow your rankings. So if you're able to see your show ranked on iTunes charts, congratulations. There are so many shows out there. And we like to look at that number often. I mean, we do it almost daily on our team just to see how it ebbs and flows. I want to note like iTunes has this algorithm and it changes just like everything else. So be aware your numbers could change in a flash. We still have not cracked the iTunes algorithm. We don't fully understand how it works, but we love to just kind of keep tabs on where we're ranking and what's influencing that rank. Number three, poll your audience. Did you hear that? You guys, so many of our show ideas come from your questions, the ones that you're asking. And who better to cater an episode to than the people that are going to download it, whether it's on Instagram, in the reviews, or in our private Facebook group, which if you're not a part of, you should totally join in. I want to make sure that you are giving your audience what they want and giving them opportunities to share what they want. Like we ask questions all the time inside of our Gold Digger Insiders group on Facebook. So many of our episodes are literally based on the questions that you're asking. And it really helps us to just create a show that we know that you're excited about. Like that's why our numbers go up every single month is because we're truly tuning in to what you guys want. Now, maybe you're thinking, okay, this is a lot of work. And can I just tell you, it is a ton of work. My sister Kate works so hard full time on this show, just keeping it up and running and ready for you. And so when you start to look at that, maybe you're thinking, well, how can I make money off of this? You can take on sponsors and partners. So if you already have an established brand or you have a relationship with a company that you love and use, or maybe you just have a super clear vision of your demographic, you might be able to take on sponsors that will help offset the costs that come along with podcasting, whether that's the equipment, the hosting, the editing, the recording software. Now, when we first launched my show... I already had a following that trusted me and I knew I wanted to run this show, but I was worried about spending a ton of money along with time to do things like hire an editor and to pay the expenses each month. Now I knew I w- if I wanted to make it worth my time, like I couldn't be in debt to run it. I knew that would just become a burden to me. And so I decided to take on a sponsor right away. And I had worked with HoneyBook for over a year as an educator and loved them. And I reached out to them and shared my vision. I said, I'm starting a podcast. Here's who it's for. Here's why I think this aligns with your company. And God bless that they signed on being a sponsor without even hearing a single show. They basically helped me cover our expenses for the first six months of this show. And if you're curious, like, what is HoneyBook? I would love for you to go to jennacutcher.com slash HoneyBook. They have been such a huge part of my business and we use them every single day. And so I don't know if I could have done this without them. We then decided after about six months, let's drop all ads and instead let's use our show to grow our email list because you know how important I think that is and to share the resources that we had created for free. And so I wanted to test things out. I often talk about how so much of business is an experiment and so often we get so rigid in the way that we do things that we forget to experiment. And so I wanted to test it out and see how it worked if we decided to push my own products and what it would look like if I gave 
listeners a chance to invest back directly into my business. Now, this worked really well, honestly, and we loved it. But when we decided to hire on a full-time salaried team member, who is my sister, I knew I wanted to actually monetize the show in order to help cover our expenses since they significantly increased with having a salaried human helping us run the whole thing. And so we decided to outsource to an ad agency for this. And they basically connect us with different brands. And I can either say yes or no if I feel like it's a great fit. I truly only promote products and services that I love. And it feels so good every time we hit publish to offset the costs of running this podcast. I will say it can take a lot of time to reach a point where brands are ready to partner with you. But keep this in mind as your approach grows, like as you change, because you might have to grind for a bit before the sponsors come pouring in. But in an upcoming episode where I interview an amazing podcaster, she's going to share how she got her first sponsor and what it looks like for her. And so I don't want you to be discouraged. It is totally possible. Our show has just grown so much. Now, I was very nervous when we reintroduced ads because for months, I had had ads on the show that were saying, I know you guys hate ads. And so here's a free resource instead of talking about a product. But I always tell you guys to not work for free. And Here I was working for free, working so hard for free, and having ads has been such a blessing. I know every Monday and Wednesday, every time a show comes out, that we are bringing profits into our business that are helping pay my team in order to keep this thing going. And so it feels so much more sustainable. And guess what? You guys were awesome. You guys gave so much grace. You guys love hearing about the products that I genuinely love, and you trust me, and that means so much to me. My next tip is to create a community. Having a private community is an awesome way to get feedback from your audience, to ask about past episodes, to pull them on future ideas, and to celebrate the successes and wins. I have a Facebook community with over 20,000 members, and I love having the ability to interact with listeners and bring new ideas to them. We also have an awesome place to share our episodes, which I believe helps us with our numbers. And so it is with these small choices every day that our podcast has grown. And the same will go for you. It is truly about building up this community and to take all that hard work that it takes to get this going, but to be able to celebrate it with your people. There's nothing more special. And so I don't want for you to get overwhelmed with all the fluffy and fun tasks at the beginning. I want for you to make sure that you're investing in building a solid foundation for your show because little by little, your show and your mission they're going to grow. Now, when you have guests, or if you decide that you want to have guests, one of my biggest tips here is to maximize the impact that a guest can make. This is one of the biggest factors of it all. First, you have to choose guests. Then you have to get a hold of them, which let me tell you is not easy. You want to prepare them for the show and get them to share the show. That is one of the greatest ways to promote growth within your show. Not only will having quality guests attract listeners, but it also gives you the chance to have experts in a field and a chance to be introduced to their audience. And so when we look at having upcoming guests, we consider quite a few things. What topic do we consider them to be an expert in? Does it align with what our audience wants and needs? How is their stage presence? Would they be a good interview? Is their audience aligned with ours? 
Do you think that they would share the episode? Like, can they commit to that? And how could we collaborate and make true magic? My last question is, do they have a podcast that you could swap interviews on? It's a really powerful way. Now, this doesn't always come down to how well-known your guest is. It's all about what they can offer your audience and if they are truly ready to partner up for an awesome interview. We have just about every type of guest on our show. Writers, photographers, copywriters, tech gurus, cookbook authors, bloggers, Instagrammers, business wizards, you name it, we've tried to have it on our show. But the one thing that stays constant is how we treat our guests. We want to make sure that they have a clear vision of what the interview will look like, what Gold Digger's mission and reach is, what their topic's going to be, and we want to prepare them so well. And then we want to make it as easy as possible for them to share the episode. So my sister works so hard to let them know ahead of time when their episode is going to go live and to make sure that they have a variety of images and video and graphics that they can share that fit all the different social platforms. The easier it is for them to share, the more likely they are to do it. And when they promote their episode, a whole new group gets introduced to you and your show, which is so stinking cool. The network I have made from the guests on my show is truly remarkable and one of my most favorite parts of this entire journey. I mean, is there anything better than women building other women up? Like, no way. So guys, there you have it. Step-by-step guide to starting a podcast from a seasoned podcaster. To find out the details on everything I mentioned today from my microphone to my podcast software, head to jennacutcherblog.com slash podcasting 101. That's jennacutcherblog.com slash podcasting 101. There is so much I've learned on this journey, and it's safe to say I will give you the inside scoop to podcasting. But in summary, the first step is to have a rock solid vision and demographic. Second, you must finalize your logistics. Third, focus on your audio and outsourcing. Four is to fine tune your interview skills and topics. And lastly, focus on growing by strategic sharing, guest selections, and building a true community. To see the whole outline, head to jennacutcherblog.com slash podcasting 101 for the complete summary of this episode. But truly, at the end of all this, I hope that your biggest takeaway is that no matter what you're chasing down, if you're consistent, present, and intentional, things are going to unfold. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for letting me hang out in your ear today. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.